Well, hello and good afternoon. It is time for another Rip Snorton episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life. Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I am Moya. And I'm Georgia. And we are so happy to be with you again. Thank you all for all your support and listening to us gals go on and on and on about these movies that we just so enjoy. And I just want to give a shout out to Age of Vintage YouTube channel, a really great channel to learn about old Hollywood trivia. They also have a uh, they also have a YouTube page. Wait, the YouTube channel, and I'm, I'm getting confused. I'm thinking about something. Anyway, they're on YouTube, and Be Kind Rewind has a has a wonderful channel, a lot of trivia and history, um, and she does a great job. It has a great playlist of Oscar winners, and uh, I mean, just you know, George is really inspiring. These people help me uh, get. They give me great ideas, but it's really inspiring to know that. There are other fans of these great movies, and hopefully we can all keep them going and introduce the younger generation to these movies. And I like how Age of Vintage and Be Kind Rewind, and I mentioned Steve Hayes and Ashley Says So, and so many others, uh, real black cinema, how they, uh, they I don't want to say repurpose, but repurpose for lack of better terms, but how they reintroduce. Uh, these movies and these these uh characters, these stars of yesteryear, these wonderful stars of yesteryear, how how they take and produce these um pieces for YouTube and what have you, and talk about them in such a way that they keep them interesting. So guys, please go and listen to those channels and check them out, like them and subscribe, and that's that's the only way we're gonna keep um old Hollywood alive and a lot of these unfortunately dead celebrities alive. But they're so iconic. And we have one of the most iconic Hollywood stars to have ever graced the screen. Who do we have today, Georgia? We have George Raft. <laughs> yes, George Raft. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my impression of Skip the Fun Girls from Andy Andy Griffith's show. And those who doesn't know who Andy Griffith is, if you don't know who it is, especially if you're looking at our show, shame on you. Listen to our show. But, Georgia, do you remember the Fun Girls who came to Mayberry? I sure do. Oh, my God. Skippy. And I cannot think of the other woman's name. Oh, my gosh. But she had that deep voice. And she did voices. Uh, <laughs> she did vo cartoon voices, too. Y'all tell us, uh, and like our pages, please. We're on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Facebook page, How Better Davis Saved um, save My Life. And please like our stuff and subscribe. But I cannot remember the name. Uh, it was Skippy and the other one who did it, but the one with the deep voice. And remember when they first met uh, Barney and Andy, and she said, I could have been at home looking at a George Raft movie and washing my hair. <laughs> And so whenever George Raft comes on, or uh, we somebody, some George Raft, I have to do her voice. And then for those of us, the the uh the, the brothers and the sisters, um, the black folks who listening, um, because black people, we love our old movies too. Don't don't get it twisted. Uh Nino Brown from New Jack City, when he was in a pool, 
He was chilling. He was, I think he was smoking a guard. Wesley Snipes' character. That's when Wesley Snipes was so young and sexy before we knew he was nuts. But uh, uh, allegedly, allegedly. Anyway, yeah, he's sitting in a in a pool, chilling or jacuzzi. He's like, yeah, man, I'm on some George Raff ish. Like, <laughs> so George <laughs> Raff has transcended time as being this iconic gangster, cool guy. But Georgia, he was really playing himself, wasn't he? In a lot of movies, right? Yeah, he really was. But, oh, my gosh, he was really the epitome of cool. Yes. I mean, coolness. Yes. And he had such presence. Yes. And it was so manly. Oh, And he didn't wow. give a, he didn't give a F about anything, man. He just, oh, I, I like George Rapp. I do, too. I'm a big George Rapp fan. Right. He gave zero you-know-what about... <laughs> On and off screen. So, like I said, he he played himself. So, you know, kudos to him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, what's our movie? Well, it, Mr. Ace. Isn't mm -hmm. that the coolest title for a movie? Mr. Ace from 1946. Yeah, George Raff, he he is Mr. Ace. Oh, yeah, he was that guy. Mm-hmm. Some people say this is a noir. Other ones say it's not. You could argue it either way. But the thing about this movie that Moy and I would like to discuss is the thing that is, makes it so groundbreaking and so iconic. Because uh, I'm going to skip right now to the plot. This is about an ambitious and wealthy woman played by Sylvia Sidney. Mm -hmm. And she's a congresswoman and she wants to be governor. But in order to have a chance at winning the election, she needs the backing of a political boss and kingmaker, Eddie Ace, played by none other than George Raft. And <laughs> things get interesting as we learn he does not want to endorse her. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, this character that Sylvia Sidney plays is modeled on an actual uh, woman senator. Uh, she was from Maine. Her name was uh, Margaret Chase Smith. Okay. And the character that Sylvia Sidney plays is called Margaret Wyndham Chase. Mm. And she would even wear those big, awful, ugly hats that uh, Margaret Chase Smith wore. I love and, those hats, uh, by the way. They, they are gaudy, but... <laughs> I love them. It's ridiculous. I, I love, we're going to talk about her drip because she was dressed to kill in this movie. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The outfits, the tailoring. Oh, it's and one the of the interior designs. Yes. Oh my gosh. And this movie is oh. not well known. I mean, it's not going to be on nobody's list. It, now, if there's a political movie list, I think in Georgia, I didn't even think to look to see if there was, but it certainly should be on like top political movie lists. But the clothes and interior is some of the top. It's Hollywood at its best. Let's say that. Oh, gorgeous. I mean, oh my gosh. And it's not, I don't remember who the designer is. It's not Ori Kelly. It's, you know, it's not one of those other big names, but the, it's just fabulous. Yes. I mean, you have, even if you just love costume, you're in the yes. costume design, you have to watch this movie. Right. It, it's inspiring and stunning, I have to say. <laughs> yes. But, you know, Moya, um, even though this film is titled Mr. Ace, what do you think? Do you think this is really Sylvia Sidney's movie or is it really George Raff's movie? What do you think? Now, come on, Georgia. You cannot outshine George Raff. 
I mean, and I'm I like Silver Sydney. I have, you know, nothing against her. I mean, you know what I mean? She's she does she doesn't do anything for me one way or the other. You know, I I, I like her movies. Um you're not gonna outshine if she was trying to outshine George Raff, I mean it's George Raff. People love George yeah. and, and his yeah. movies, you know, and George, I know you're gonna get into this, you know, he did not have the best run of successful movies but he was such a presence on and off off the stage off 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 film that people would go see a george raff movie and even if the movie was ridiculous just watching him so i i don't yeah. i i like george raff I, I looked ahead for george raff i have to agree he is absolutely so magnetic and yeah. has such charm you can't take your eyes off of him right. but i'm going to get into it a little bit later but i wanted to get into some of the actual nuts and bolts of the movie but you know this uh movie the timing of it you know came out in 1946 and women were actually just coming into their own power because yeah. during the war as we all know the women were taking on jobs that the men used to have because right. they had to go fight and so when they came back well women had been a little bit more empowered and they had more freedom and so uh this is how they came up with the idea and this is why the movie is just really groundbreaking because a woman is running for governor right which had not yeah i mean we this is just all new to us it, actually at the time during the movie they mentioned that there were only two previous woman governors and they mentioned them by name um, there was a Nellie Taylor Ross in Wyoming. And then also in Texas, we had Miriam Ferguson, also known as Ma Ferguson. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this was kind of, she was like, in a way, this movie is ahead of its time, but in, in other ways, you have to look at it through the lens of 1946 so right. that you don't go all, oh my gosh, oh, right. this movie is so sexist, misogynistic, oh, this right. is yeah, but but the thing I like about this movie is that the feature, this movie features a strong woman who is not simply just a, a wife or mother or a nurse or a secretary. I mean, she is very ambitious and she wants to make a difference in her state. She mm -hmm. she does, but the way she goes about, it, she says, ah, "Hey, I'm gonna go about it however I can." I'm, you know, so. right, right. <laughs> Well, wait, hold hold that thought. So I just found out who who did the costumes for this uh, movement. Uh, well, Sylvia Sidney's drip, uh, <clears throat> and drip by drip, guys. I mean her drag, and by her drag, I mean her clothes. So is a gentleman named Michael Wolf, not a household name like uh, Georgia said, Ori Kelly or Renee or whoever like that. Um, Michael Wolf, but he did a lot of fake, you know, movies you would know. But just to give you how glamorous this guy was and his designs, he designed Las Vegas nightclub acts clothes for uh, Garland, Lena Horne, Betty Hutton, Debbie Reynolds. So just so just the creme de la creme. So why he's not a household name, I don't know. But uh, he, so that's what did it. Michael Wolf, and it's spelled uh, W-O-U-L-F-E. So kudos to him, man. These men, got girl, these men tearing us women up, girl, designing these clothes. <laughs> no. knew, oh my gosh. Go ahead, George. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that's okay. Uh, but this, uh, one of the things that you get a glimpse into this, to me, it was interesting about this movie was all the behind the scenes political maneuvering yes. that's taking place. And I thought, 
And people think that right now we ha you have been seeing lately a lot of political maneuvering. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, could they have foreseen, you know, 60 years later that a woman would actually run for president and, mm -hmm. you know, we would also have a woman vice president. But uh, but I think to me that was one of the more fascinating things because yes. you see all the stuff that goes on into getting a person catapulted into the higher level of politics. What happens? It's not what you know. It is who you know. Thank you. And and I and I what I when I saw this. um that's just business in America. Um, and I can't speak for around the world, but I, I suspect um, it's kind of the same thing to a greater or lesser degree, just, you know, depending on the the socioeconomic status and the demographics of the area. But the my point is, be it politics or music, you have to have a machine behind you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I can't believe this truth got put on film because we know how much Hollywood influenced and influences politics today with propaganda and for them to just be so open and frank and out with it. And I, I don't know about you, Georgia, but I sat there and was absolutely shocked. The truth of this all, you know, and I was like, and Georgia, I was the same thing. I was like, man, these people are like, I ain't gonna say profits, but, but you know, it is Georgia. It's always been going on, but in recent years, yeah. we as the public has had, we have had a, the scabs fall from our eyes. So they could do this movie today and just put everybody in modern clothes and there would literally be little to no change. It might have some tech. Everybody have a smartphone now and social media, but you would not have to change much. Wow. What a point. But you know, that's so true. And you know, there's a couple other movies that I think are very much are in tandem with this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Mm -hmm. and, you know, Mr. Goes to Washington. Uh, those movies are political, and right. they show that it's about how connected you are. Mm -hmm. And and um, even though you go in with such idealistic, you know, dreams about all the things you want to do and help people, there's just so much more to it than that. Oh yeah, I mean, and you know, it's another movie that comes to mind from back in the day. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have to get some water. Um, oh, I need to type it in. But it's all the president's men. And let me look that up real quick. Is that the one with um Fonda uh um and Frederick March and uh Franchot Tone, I believe Franchot Tone, and correct me guys if that's not the right movie. Franchot Tone is the president and he's sick. And are ailing and they want him to nominate somebody so frederick march who you know frederick march is so underrated as an actor and this was later on in his life because this came out in the 60s but him and um fonda henry fonda they go back and forth and i hope i'm not mixing it up I, i'm gonna look it up but have you seen that one georgia all the president's no, oh, we need to do that on. one yeah, we need to do that one. I mean, that's another one that really exposes just how nasty and dirty politics. Yeah, that's it. All the president. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. That's that's all. All the presidents. Man, that's about Watergate. Let me see what it is. But go ahead, Georgia. Um, what other movies can you think of that um that or about have good politics? Ooh, well, how about Seven Days in May? Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. 
that's pretty political right there too yeah with of course our wonderful Burt Lancaster that we both like so much um but yeah I was gonna say that one also came to mind with politics in it well there's all the king's men uh about Huey Long and um and Roger Crawford thought about that I'm gonna look for that movie and guys have, is escaping me put in the comments that Peter Fonda and uh Frederick March movie but yeah, we're gonna get to uh seven days in May. I don't know, we you guys, we've been putting that movie off for a while because it's cause it's just it's too close to home, man. Especially now what's going on. Good night, nurse. I don't know, Georgia, if we won't touch that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead, honey. <laughs> but anyway, um, I wanted to also just talk a lot about um George Raft himself, because he to, to me, he's such a fascinating character. You know, he started out his career as a song and dance man, yes. um, just like James Cagney. And James Cagney and he both got typecast in these gangster roles. Mm -hmm. And they were friends and they danced on Broadway uh, as chorus boys before they went to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. um, and Jimmy Cagney said, George Raft was the better dancer of the two of us. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, um, you know, some people criticize George Raft unfairly and they say, oh, you know, he's wooden, you know, and all. no, no, you have to really watch him because he has such presence and charisma. If you want to have some real fun, and I tell you, I spent this morning and had a blast looking up George Raft dancing in the movie Bolero. They're, they did. Uh, yes, he saw that. Yes. That movie, oh my gosh. I had never he seen him dance is, before. He is smoldering hot. Yes. He never takes his eyes off Carol Lombard. Yes. And you know, it, the way he looks at Carol Lombard when he's dancing is every woman's dream. <laughs> oh, it is sexy, over-the-top sexy. And I'm not going to say, but you can tell it was done before the Hayes code. This is a pre-code, but the way he's touching her when they do, I'm not, I can't tell you. There may be kids listening. Anyway, <laughs> so, so toughness is not about your height because, you know, James Cagney was only five foot five. George mm. Raff was only five foot seven, but right. toughness is really more about attitude. Right. But you know, one of the interesting things about George Raff was he won this competition, uh, this dance competition and they said he was the fastest Charleston dancer anybody had ever seen. And I looked it up and my gosh, the way he dances. Woo. Yeah. He, he, he uh, was a huffer man. He could dance. He, he was, but you know, the, the sad part about his career is that he was offered the lead roles in Casablanca yes, and yes. Maltese Falcon. And they went to Bogart. Yeah. And I tell you, Bogart doesn't do a thing for me. Nothing. But anyway. He's okay. So, I mean, He's okay. He went on to do, I'm sure there's somebody listening who's, who does a fan page for Humphrey Bogart. Right, right, anyway. right. But anyway, um, he went on, you know, in his romantic life, you know, he had affairs with Betty Grable, Marlena Dietrich, Tula Bankhead, Carol Lombard, and Mae West. Mm. But the, love, the person he really wanted to marry was... Norma Shearer, but his but his wife would not grant him a divorce. He even said publicly he wanted to marry her. And well, did so she like Norma him? Shearer, did she like she him? She did. 
She did. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Georgia yeah. got no, that they're... old tea. She got that old time tea, but it's still fresh and piping hot. I like it. <laughs> so I, you have to watch him. If you want to see somebody who embodies it, like really manly, like very sensual dancing, take a yeah. look at George Raff. I have to tell you, although I love to watch dancing in the movies and you've, you may have heard me talk about um, both uh, Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire, you know, Gene Kelly's very athletic and Fred Astaire is very mm -hmm. fast. But if you want to watch, sensuality right and something smoldering watch george raff dance because he just exudes right. this masculine appeal that just will make women swoon and what was the name There's of the movie what was the name of the movie it's called bolero yes guys bolero, bolero. check it out it's on youtube yeah. Um, there's one other person I want to give kudos to, and I wish that they had given her more FaceTime, more screen time in this movie, but her voice, her name, she's the legendary singer, Joyce Bryant. There's a nightclub scene where hmm. both Sydney, both Sylvia Sydney and George Rafter together. She sings and, oh, she has the most compelling, beautiful voice. I wonder if that's Joyce. her singing. Is that really her singing? From what I understand, that really is her singing. Okay. Yes. Hmm. You have to watch for that. So anyway, so yes, she, they do make, you know, um, there's a very short scene where they're dancing and Sylvia Sidney says, boy, you're a good dancer. And he wants to dance and all that. So they only, you know, but I tell you, the thing about George Raft is really funny is you will also find him. There's a scene from a Jerry Lewis movie called The Ladies' Men where he and Jerry Lewis dance a tango together. <laughs> I nearly I nearly fell off my couch roaring with laughter. You can see how brilliant he is when he's dancing the tango. And he's older. I mean, he's right. an older man, but he's still got the moves, baby. You know what? Ah. <laughs> you know what? And I would say, to me, George Raff's because there was a movie about him, and it was really boring. And they got some tall guy who didn't look a thing—a very handsome-looking guy who didn't look a thing like George Raff. I thought that was hilarious. I said, I think George Raff had a say in picking who would play him. I think that's the the, the legend. But uh, the movie really was boring. I I wouldn't recommend it. But there is an actual George Raff movie uh, about him. Because that's how colorful he was. And he was still alive when it came out, as far as I know. Um, I think he was. But, um, you know, George, for those of you who don't know, he may or may not have been allegedly tied to the underworld. Um, well, I don't think it's really alleged at this point. But he, he was uh, in Cuba when uh, pre-communism, pre-Castro and what have you. When Cuba was where everybody went, the elite and the rich went to gamble and have fun. You know, Cuba before, the Cuba we know now. George Raff opened one of the first, but one of the gangsters. Oh, gosh, gosh, y'all. And I'm sorry, and I'm going, I'm bouncing all over the place. The name of that movie is Advise and Consent with Fonda, March, and Franchot Tone, I believe. Um, Advisor Consent, 1962. So, Georgia, we got to add that to our list. That's another great behind-the-scenes political movie. Um, and it's not for the presidency. It's for the sec Secretary of State. Anyway, um, yeah, so, Georgia, did you find out in your notes that who was he friends with? Was it Lucky? Who was he great friends with, that mobster? 
Because he had the thing in Vegas. He started with the Flamingo in Vegas. I hope I'm not getting it mixed up. Um, George Raff was friends with, um, it's not, not Lucky Luciano. It's, I can't remember. Guys, you tell me. We, Me and George got a lot of trivia in our head. But he was friends with one of the, the guy who I believe opened the Flamingo in Las Vegas. If it was him. But anyway, he was friends. Like, like this is Sinatra, allegedly, was friends with the mobs and all that. You know, it, it was what it was back then, okay? But anyway, George Raft was the first to open that casino in Cuba and had the nightclub back. And his his career in Georgia, you know, did you find this in your notes, had so many highs and lows. But he was such a lover of life that he would just ride the wave and and he was a star. George George Rapp was a real dude and a star, but not a delusional star at the same time. And like you mentioned, Cagney. Hollywood would try to play games with Cagney and break him and say, we're not going, we're not going to let you do this. We're we going to take your money away. But Cagney was like, I came from absolutely nothing. So you guys bullying me and selling wolf tickets, that doesn't scare me. And Cagney would punk them right back, and he was a better dude at it because he was from the streets, and he would get whatever he want. George Raff was the same way. These were real men. They didn't care. They didn't get in their feelings, and you could not punk them because they also ran with real dudes, you know. So check out, uh, not that stupid movie, but go check out George Raff's life because it's extremely interesting, very interesting. How to handle yourself in Hollywood I was said a George Raff and Cagney way, and then you're not gonna you're not gonna go crazy. But Georgia, did you see in your notes that he died broke? Did you see find yes. that out? Wow. Yeah, it, it, everybody it's it been known for a while that during the last few years of his life, he all he had to live on was eight hundred dollars a month social security. Yeah. So we had yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Those, yeah, yeah. Don't do is. that, y'all. Don't don't die broke. <laughs> Star Hollywood or not, please don't die broke. <laughs> yes. Broken alone. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't think that's right. the best career move. That Everything else, you know, but look, and we didn't get into why he turned down the roles. You know, go look that up for yourself, you know, because you had he, could you, okay, let me ask you this, Georgia. Could you see him in Casablanca? Could you see him in Maltese Falcon? Do you think he'd have done better than Bogart, less than Bogart, or about the same? Could I see him in those movies? The answer is absolutely yes. Mm -hmm. um, I think that he might have surprised us a little bit um, with his range. Mm -hmm. um, I think he might have, if given the chance, he might have surprised us. So that's one of those things that we'll always wonder about. Could he have done it better than they did? Yeah. Than Bogart. I'm not taking anything away from Bogey because I thought, he yeah. did those roles very, very well. He did. Yeah. I, I can't take that away from him. But I, I will always wonder, wow, how would George Raft have been and what would have happened with his career had he taken those two roles? Yeah, that's the thing. He would be a household name because a lot of people, you know, unless you're really into movies, don't know him. But a lot of people outside, you say Bogart. When you're talking about bullying something or taking something from somebody that's, you know, that's not your being greedy. You'd be like, oh, the man, don't Bogart that. You know, so Bogart is, you know, that's just one way Humphrey Bogart is still in, in the lexicon and still in our minds. But George Raff, no, you know, unless you're a real, oh, it's a gangsters, movies and all, you know, you don't need really, he, you know, he's, he's forgotten, unfortunately, you know.
but he's like I said, you will not. And he's made like I said, the movies he's in a lot of them that he did do were not, you know, they weren't great or brown groundbreaking movies. But he is endearing, and I've, I've most people, the critics that you look at, I've never seen anybody who does not like George Raff or you know a George Raff movie, and and in real life. People liked him. He was he was so cool and just nonchalant, man. I, yeah, I, yeah. Don't you love people like that in real life? They don't care what's going on. They're gonna be themselves, and and if they're your friend, they're gonna protect you. I love. They're real. They're not fake. Oh yeah, it, that's what I love about this guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't true. help it. Oh my gosh, a true original, George Raft. Yes. Well, Moya, that, I think that's going to be a wrap for me. Do you have anything you'd like to add? No, no. I am so glad we got a chance to do a George, a George Raff movie. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so from Skippy and I, the other name I can't remember, you know, she would see... And so the one with the deep voice liked Andy and the other girl liked... Uh, Barney. Barney. Oh, Bernie. <laughs> Bernie. They couldn't. She could not call oh, him Barney, and so she. So she would when she would uh, the lady with the deep voice, and I cannot remember her real name. I have to look it up. Um, when she would see Andy, she's like, "Hello, doll," like that, <laughs> and that tore me and my husband up so much. Now I do it to him. Like when I see him, I'm like, "Hello, doll." So we've been doing that almost most of our marriage. Like, "Hello," and I do the voice. I'm like, "Hello, doll." <laughs> <laughs> I said, and you're such a you're such a doll doll. Like <laughs> so shout out to doll, because that's what we call a doll. I can't remember her name, but uh we love the fun girls and George Raff and Sylvia Sidney and Mr. Ace, guys. Check it out. It's free on YouTube. I'm sorry I don't remember the channel. I do apologize. But um we'll do better at shouting out the people with these channels. But Mr. Ace, check it out, 1946. If you want to get, if you don't understand politics and you just want to dip your toe in it and, you know, see how things work, look at this movie. Then you can go on and graduate to other, you know, films that may get a little bit more depth and have a little bit more uh, to it. But, yep, 1946, Mr. Ace. Georgia, thank you so much. I enjoyed it, honey. I did too, Moya. Always fun. Always a pleasure. And thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, we're on Facebook. Please subscribe. Please like us. Our YouTube channel, we have a bunch of videos. Uh, well, not a bunch. We have a few <laughs> We have a few videos on there, reaction videos to some movies that we liked. So check us out on there. Well, Georgia, that's it. We are done. So I'm going to let our girl Shaka and Rufus take us on out here, guys. Until next time, remember, you are the star of your own movie and act like it. See you next time. Thank you.